welcome back to another edition of Triple Threat, brought to you by Sticklin and Dryer Law Firm. My name is Kyle Jones. I am joined once again by Chance Sticklin and Cole Toothing. And once again, we welcome in special guest Turner Klingemeyer. We are great mm-hmm. to you today. Hey, I'm doing great. Love to be here. Always enjoy coming on this show. You guys know uh, I appreciate the invite and that I'm, uh, you know, I love this stuff. I love the show. Amen. Absolutely. No, we, we, we had him on uh, two weeks ago to talk about stuff before surgery, and now the surgery's over. Yes. We're happy to hear that everything is successful, so that's good to hear. Yeah. Everything's great. Everything's great. Feeling good. Feeling, and I'm, you know, just ready to get to uh, physical therapy and then um, just go from there and, and uh, start healing. Yeah, well, it's, it's good to see you're, you're, you're in good spirits. Chance, how you doing? Oh, yeah. oh, doing well, doing well. I'm actually done with classes. I don't have anything of, you know, during finals week. I finished up last Wednesday um, with, uh, you know, professors decided, you know, what we're going to make it e- – well, in my case, we're going to make it easy on students. We're going we're to turn a final exam into a discussion post. We're going to turn a final exam into a small quiz, and we're going to turn a final exam into nothing. So that's kind of how it worked out for me um so yeah i'm done for the semester but uh everything is well here it's rainy but it's been nice it's been in the mid 70s so cole how you doing yeah just like chance i'm done with classes for the semester i finished up last night as a matter of fact not last wednesday like chance was um just a lot of papers i had to write so i'm glad i'm done with that i have a two-week break before I have summer classes to start so I can graduate in May 2021, assuming graduation doesn't get postponed like <laughs> this past graduating class. And I am officially 21. Hey, yeah, so life is good. 21, baby. Happy birthday. You're getting nice. turned up. Uh, no, I actually had to stay very low-key. From his house, I was going to say. <laughs> Come on. He, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was boozing it up at his house. Don't lie. Don't lie, Cole. Did, did, you, raid, did you raid your parents' liquor cabinet? You can tell us. Uh, no, actually, I did not. But, you know, since it was Cinco de Mayo, of course, had to oh, okay. do something for that. Yeah, had some fun on Cinco de Mayo. All righty. Well, let's, let's get into things. We got a fun one today. Let's just start really general sports stuff um, because we heard rumblings of – leagues and things restarting and getting everything back open um a couple of minutes ago we had ken rosenthal saying that the mlb owners have accepted a deal um and they will send that deal to the players to discuss tomorrow um nothing too specific has come out about that deal but i know turner you you know of you know, a kind of general overview of it. You mind telling us about that? Yeah, so I've seen, I've been reading some stuff, and I think one of the proposed, and I think, you know, things that they're moving into is obviously, and this is one of the smaller things, um, the universal DH will be implemented um, with this new deal. Uh, you're going to get a universal DH um, between the American League and the National League teams. Um, but uh, more importantly, um, I think the plan behind how they're going to do this is they're going to split up um, all 30 teams into two, uh, excuse me, three divisions, 10 teams each, and it's going to be a West, a Central, and an East division. Um, and it's pretty much it's five teams from each, uh, you know, it's the American League West, American League, or, and then the National League West put in one division, if, for an example. And they'll play like that. So for someone, I, 
I do watch baseball. I'm a I I'm a Royals fan, even though I'm not like a full on Royals fan. For people who maybe don't understand or realize what that may entail, as aside from what a normal season would look like, kind of break that right. down. So so it, for a normal season, you're gonna have you know let, let's take a team like from the NL uh, West, like the the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're gonna play, you know. A, a, a majority of their schedule will be against National League teams, and and maybe about a third of their schedule is against American League teams that they'll be playing um, half of that at home and half of that on the road. Um, interleague play doesn't really have it's, – it's not very – it's not the meat of your schedule. The meat of your schedule is against teams in other National League divisions and then teams in your division. And that's what makes the division race – uh, so important is because you really are battling with other teams in your division for just that playoff spot. Um, but with this coming up, it's just going to be American League and National League teams matched into one giant division of 10 teams. And, you know, the first, the top, I guess, four teams maybe make the playoffs. So then you have a 12-team playoff out of the 30 teams. And it's kind of like a round robin, maybe I would assume. Um, but, but it's much more different because instead of vying just for your one playoff spot in your division and then the wild card, you would be, you, you would have more of an opportunity to, to find those top four spots and then maybe a wild card. I would think it's probably going to be top two in wild card. Um, top two in wild card. Yeah. Top two of each division. Because so that's, why, why shorten the play? Like why make the playoffs small? I mean, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, regular playoff, right? You've got. Well, I guess in regular playoff you have what top top two of your division and wild card. I no, mean, so in regular playoffs it's it's your top top team from every division. Yeah, top team of every division, and, and then and then there's two wild card spots. Top, yeah, yeah so, that's so, right. So so what I'm saying is I I think you have if it's if it's top of every division and wild card mm-hmm. when it's standard since we're meshing together we have top two now because you have mm-hmm. one from NL oh. from NL measured together and then you also have your wild cards so i guess you have what four wild four wild cards then so you have four wild card spots and then um two four and then six playoff spots yeah so what's okay. the, so in that case what's the advantage kyle because you brought that up you proposed that what's the advantage of doubling it well well it's not even doubling it's it's simply the the way this division thing is working yeah is we're we're, we're essentially meshing the al and nl we're getting rid of al and nl and we're just having three, right? Yeah. Well, in standard, you'd have one from each division. So you'd have, you know, three, you'd have, you know, three qualifiers, uh, division leaders from the NL, three qualifiers, division leaders from the AL, right? They go plus wild cards. Mm-hmm. So since we're combining those, yeah. you'd have six, right? You'd have top two from each division. And then, and then we go. Um, that's just that's just me thinking that. I think I like that though. That makes the most sense. Yeah, it's a so, it's a solid plan. If baseball does indeed return. If, yeah, if we if, yeah. We, if the players um if the players you know agree to it um. And, I think we, it's going to be funny because there's going to be divisions like like you look at the AL East. That division has some excellent teams in there with New York and then or, yeah the AL East with New York and then Boston and like Tampa Bay is not bad. But then the NL East is like hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's the, the the Nationals are the World Series champions, but outside of the Nationals, Phillies aren't really that great. The Mets were a young team. I think the Mets are somewhat promising, but you're never going to get any of those NL teams in the playoffs. It'll just be the Yankees and the Red Sox. 
well, then maybe at, an NL East team makes the, the the wild card. Well, look at look at the Central now. I mean, you got you got your Cubs, you got your Cardinals, you got the Brewers, right? But then the AL Central, I mean, the Twins. Yeah, you the got Twins. you got you know, the Cleveland Indians. Oh, yep. that oh, I think the that's when the Royals the Royals have the one of the most competitive uh, divisions. The Royals will finish dead last in that. Well, not, I, I understand. I, okay, Turner's calling me out now. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that aspect of it. But what I'm saying is, those are the that that's a tough division right there. Oh, I mean, this may be biased, be but I mean, me being the Cubs fan, of course, the NL Central gets a good right. show with the Cubs, Brewers, and and Cardinals. The White Sox are the White Sox have looked good. The They're White the mystery team. team. That's a mystery yeah. team. The White yeah, Sox exactly. could come out this year, and ooh. They they could they could come out and be a a, a ninety win team and they, shock everyone. I mean they really could and and it depends on on how healthy their 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 rotation stays. You know last year Kopech went down with Tommy John that was that was a huge blow. He's he's a promising young arm. Dylan Cease is up there. Ronaldo Lopez. They have Giolito who was unbelievable last season. He was great. Rodon if he's healthy is a pretty good pitcher. So I mean like they've got talent on their. Their yeah. front line, as as they're you know with their starting rotation, their bullpen's not awful, and I think they've made a lot of good acquisitions, uh, you know, to help out their lineup. Yep. Well, if we're talking about hypotheticals, me being the person who is from Chicago, born and raised there, currently in Chicago right now, yep. the White Sox have not been promising since they won the World Series against the Astros in two thousand five. Which is and true. Everywhere, everywhere I've been in Chicago, everyone has been a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan myself. So if the White Sox have a better record than the Cubs, if this season does play out, that's going to turn the world upside down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Outsiders are always fun. I, I, think, I, think, when they, when I, think, the, I think the world is upside down right now as we stand. Oh, I, no, that's a great I think point. in the current climate, a good White Sox team is almost on brand. <laughs> yeah, no, it fits the narrative of how crazy the world is going. But you know what? The Sox look good, and it's, and you know, they look good, and I think Cleveland is always going to be a solid team. I think they'll be fine. I think the Twins are going to be good. I think that the Central Division is going to be the most competitive division if, if that's the way the season gets played I, out. I will, I will lobby against you on this. The, the West would have the Astros, the Dodgers, the Mariners, mm-hmm. who are always contending. The Mariners, no. They contend for like half the season, then they just suck towards the end. The Angels, so they're never contending. The Angels. Uh-huh. They're 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 a young team with a new manager and and finally some help for Trout. I don't know if they're going to be that good because of other teams like the Astros and the Dodgers. Like honestly, like I think the Angels they have a chance to finish maybe with that wild card, but I I couldn't see it. So off, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Off the, we got to get off the baseball track onto the NFL track now. Uh, news I think it was yesterday that the NFL, or the, I guess Monday Night Football crew, will be different. Uh, I know oh. Booger and uh, – Te- I'm going to say it wrong. How do you say his last name? John – is it Tessitore? Yeah. Joe, yeah, Tessitore. Joe, Joe, not John. Joe Tessitore, they will not be in the booth. Um, so that's, that's, that's shocking news to a lot of sports fans because that's who they're used to hearing. Um, I actually am actually quite happy about that. Oh, and oh, a lot of people are. A lot of people are, but here's the thing. Tessitore was fine, in my opinion. I thought he was a good broadcaster. Yeah. I just thought that Booger McFarland was was like like listening to uh, nails on a chalkboard. Well, Booger Booger has this this horrible habit of restating the obvious, right? So so my 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 favorite joke coming out of this whole thing is the way Booger would 
set, put this situation is Burry McFarlane will no longer be on Monday Night Football, which means he will not be in the booth for Monday Night Football. And that's and and it's just so painfully booger. And you know what? I was like, yeah, he was a decent player, great, you know, like he's he he had some funny moments, but like booger just was it was rough. And I think that ESPN really with only broadcasting primetime games, how do you not have a better crew than that? Well, and honestly, and that goes back to, in my opinion, at least from someone who enjoys the hell out of watching the football, I loved John Gruden. That was my, I actually didn't like John. I liked him. I didn't, I thought John Gruden was too wishy-washy. You could start the game and you could be a Gruden grinder. And if you made one bad play, he ripped you to shreds and said that you should probably be cut. Like he was so wishy-washy. So who do you? So then, Turner, who do you like? Who have you liked? I for I loved Mike Tirico. Okay, I thought Mike Tirico was probably the best they ever had um, on Monday Night Football on ESPN. Yeah. Um, I just think that like it's hard for the it's hard to find a good color guy. You know, like that's why that's why I thought. Tony Romo was great and like he's gonna get paid the big bucks like um like even prominent color guys like like uh Collinsworth like Collinsworth I I hate Collinsworth yeah I, I can't stand Collinsworth but I love Troy Aikman yeah I would See, be okay in, I'm, I'm um, opposite there I love Chris Collinsworth and I do not like Aikman um, oh I hate my, Chris Collinsworth because all he does is kiss Aaron Rodgers's butt I could be I could be wrong here, but I think that the best crew calling an NFL game right now and on on the NFL and you know you name it, I think Tony Romo and Jim Nance. I think it's the best crew. In my yeah, opinion, Tony Romo and Jim Nance are great. I just yeah. think they go so well together. Their yeah, faces they do. well, and you have Romo who played so long in the. You've got you've got that side, but then you have Jim Nance who has called almost every sport across North America. Oh yeah, Jim Nance is Jim Nance is. is the goat him and al michaels are the goats i love al michaels i'd say jim nance is like the michael jordan of sports broadcasting i mean the guy is well let's let's switch let's let's kind of let's let's propel ourselves forward into schedules because the nfl schedules for the upcoming season they were released was it thursday or friday Uh, i think it might have been friday friday Um, okay Nonetheless, we've got two diehard chicago bears fans we've got one super bowl reigning fan and then we've got one below average fan of a below average team oh, uh, come on. not below average fan i should take that back below average I, team i would like to i would like to remind you that we are the reigning afc south champion you, you are, know it's not hard to become the afc south champion that is very true to beat the titans and the Texans did play the chiefs in the playoffs remember that Texans <laughs> beat the chiefs last year in the regular season but anyway Let's remember that but anyway so, uh, a lot of great schedules. We'll have I, think, I, think, on our team. I think the talent um, has, has you know, obviously it's changed a little bit on both sides. The NFC is going to look a lot different with Brady down in Tampa Bay, especially with Gronk. That's going to look oh, yeah. a lot different. Um, the AFC is going to be a little more widespread, I think. I think that the AFC is at the north now that had Miami and uh, the Patriots and the Bills. Oh, yeah, um, the AFC East, yeah. East, yeah, sorry. Uh, that'll be – I think that division's wide open. I know people have talked about that. Um, I think that Baltimore's still going to be very – they're going to be – obviously they're going to be very competitive. Um, you know, the AFC West is going to get competitive. I think Denver's got a chance to make a fighting uh, run at that. Um, I could see Denver making the wild card. I could definitely see Denver making the wild card. Yeah. Drew Locke, plus now he's got Albert O. I mean, yeah. that, 
I mean, we oh, no, yo, Albert, if we're going to sit here and pretend that Albert O was the big acquisition of their offseason, that is a joke. They drafted two yes. unbelievable wide receivers. Don't they, didn't they get Jerry Judy? Yes. They got they Jerry Judy and they added KJ Hamler, who, yeah. if he can catch the ball, he's unbelievable. The NFL defenses are going to sleep on Albert O. And that Albert O. Drew connection, we know how that works. We know I'd like to throw, I would throw down money right now that Cole Komet has a better season than Albert O. I, I, I mean, see, Cole Komet is an interesting tight end because, of course, the Bears have an onslaught of tight ends. And the first pick they had in the second round, they draft Cole Komet, the tight end, Notre Dame. And I watched film on him. He isn't the fastest tight end, but he is able to use his body and he absorbs a lot of content at every catch he makes. Yeah, I mean, he's a, it's, it's, it's scary when you see someone who's 6'5, 262 running a 4740. That's a big man chugging along right there. He's got so, he's he can move and and you know he might not be crisp with like he's not running like pristine routes but like it's a big man rumbling you're not gonna be able to stop that. So rumbling, tumbling, mumbling. To get things started, we'll talk about Kansas City. It's only fair because they are the Super Bowl champs and because I'm yeah. a loyal fan. So Kansas City will open up the season uh in Kansas City against uh Houston. Then they'll go on the road to face uh, the L.A. Chargers. They've got the Ravens on the road. They will welcome in uh, the Patriots uh, on October 4th. Then you kind of get into a what I would call a more laid-back part of the season. you got the Raiders. and Not really. I mean, the Bills might have a chance. I think the Bills have a chance because that defense is pretty good. Yep. The Bills are the best team in the AFC East. Then they go to yeah, Bill. biggest competitors all season. They'll go to Mile High and face Denver. Then they come back. This is where I think the season gets a little iffy, and uh, iffy in a good way, because then they've got a stretch of three games. They've got the Jets at home. Yeah, they're going to crush them. They've got the Panthers at home. That's a yeah, – I've watch Christian McCaffrey. And they've got the Raiders on the road. Easy. Come to, you're going to have – the Vegas flu might get you, though. That's and, then I think, and then I think things will tighten up a little bit. They'll finish out the season, uh, and this is, you know, as we hit, get into Thanksgiving, um, they've got Tampa Bay. They've got Denver back at home. They've got the Dolphins on the road. And then they've got the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, both, Saints on uh, the road, mind you. Yeah, Falcons, watch the, so it's watch being played the in New Orleans. New Orleans game. Watch yep. the late season New Orleans game. Yeah, the, Saint, the think, Saints game is Drew on the road. Brees That'll be a tough still, one. Drew Brees, uh, I think this is his last year, and he's out to prove it. Absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah, I think the Chiefs – the Saints – yeah, Drew Brees is out there. He, he's, he's, he needs to show that he can still, you know, win a playoff game. Yep. And then um, they'll finish with Atlanta and then L.A. again. Um, so, two, I would say, easier uh, finishing games for Kansas City. Yeah. Is it L.A. Chargers or L.A. Rams? Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Chargers, okay. Um, so, taking a broader look at that, and that's, I, I kind of want to do this for each of the teams that we're going to talk about. Taking a broader look at that, what does, you know – for in, in your guys' opinion, I'll give my opinion after you guys are all done because I'm the, you know, I, I'm the KC guy here. For people who aren't, you know, diehard, you know, it, it, it's not Chiefs Canaan for you guys, where do you guys see that AFC West playing out? Kind of who do you guys like? Who do you not like? And then taking a little j- further jump, who do you guys like at the AFC to finish and how do you guys think it'll all, you know, dwindle down as the playoff season rolls around? Turn I'll let you start with this one. Um, well, I was just, I was actually just going through the chief schedule and I was, I was, uh, looking at, I was actually going to give you guys a schedule prediction on that. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, can you just one time repeat that question just so I can just briefly think about that? Yeah, yeah. So I want you to think about who you think the who the AFC West is going to send to the playoffs. How do you think that, that, that division is going to shake up? And then more I think, so how the AFC as a whole will play out as we head into the playoff season. So I think my wild card with the AFC is Denver. Okay. Um, is because I, I really liked what I saw late in the season with the offense. I thought their defense all season was great. I think they had a couple of bad performances defensively, but their offense wasn't doing them no favors. So I think my wild card is going to be the, the Denver Broncos. If they have a good season, they're going to shake up the AFC playoffs because you know that the, the Chiefs are going. You know the Bills are going. You know the Ravens are going. Those are, those are the three AFC teams that you know are absolutely going. And then I'd also probably throw in, you know, Denver. I'd throw in Cle- – I think I'd throw in Cleveland too. Okay. I really think I'd throw in Cleveland. I think this is a prove-it year for Baker and, and that, that organization. Um, and I think Stefanski, the head coach for the Cleveland Browns, is going to do a great job. And I think I, – I, I predict Cleveland wins nine games. Um, but then – I think the Steelers, it's going to be yep. a battle because Big Ben, when he's healthy, I mean, that team, it works you even for some think, reason. You even think an older Ben, but you think coming off of injury, and I agree with you on this, but you think, because a lot of people will argue, oh, you know, his age is getting to him just like Brady or Rodgers, you know, that mm-hmm. age factor is getting to him. I think, I still think that Roethlisberger has a good arm. And I, I, I yeah, he'll, he's going to come back. He, he's, it's just, it's Big Ben. Like, I've, I've just kind of learned over time, like, don't question it, you know? Like, I don't question Big Ben anymore. Like, I've seen him make too many big throws. I've seen him win a lot of big games. Like, I've, I've, I've come to see Big Ben. Like, yeah, he's probably he's, – he's like a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, he's pretty good. So, yeah. I, and I think that – and it just and, like, you look at a team like Green Bay. They have one good quarterback, and that takes them over the top. Yeah. Like, like Green Bay was 13-3 last year because they had a good quarterback. Kyle, let's talk about let's talk about Houston and kind of what they've got going for them. You know, based on my my thing with Houston is Houston's a team that they play well in the regular season. They get into the they get into the playoffs and then they just fall apart. It's just and it's every season. So so here's the deal with the Texans this season: their success rides on a how well they can open the season because they open against some beasts it's a gauntlet schedule for you guys and b how they do against the titans i think that i think they can beat the jags i think they can beat the colts but the titans are going to be better though they are you're right the the colts are going to be better but i I still think the texans can beat them but it's it's definitely it's going to be a ride um but when you look at the non-division and you know the non-division opponents for the texans you got the chiefs at arrowhead which i mean that's that Unless the Chiefs are suffering from some serious Super Bowl hangover, which they might. Yeah. Um, they very well might. Uh, I don't know if the Texans can do it. The Texans did beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead during the regular season last year. But obviously we know what happened in the playoffs. And I still have zero confidence in Bill O'Brien. So, like, don't even think about talking about coaching with this team. Um, if Deshaun Watson can turn it on um, and J.J. Watt stays healthy – the season assuming might. David Johnson stays healthy as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, well, that's assuming. I mean, David yeah, Johnson I, hasn't been healthy in like three years. 
Yeah, David Johnson's been going on one leg for his entire career. Um, and, and what offensive line is he running behind? Laramie Tunsil. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. You know, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I think Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback. And I've watched him, you know, dom, like make a lot of great plays. And I think your defense is solid. You guys have a top, you know, 18 defense in the league. And that's good enough to keep you guys in games and win you games here and there. But I think offensively, outside of, you know, um, DeAndre Hopkins, I I thought your receiving core couldn't stay healthy. Will Fuller barely, he hasn't finished a full season. Yeah, Will Fuller has never had a full season his entire career. Um, no. I'm interested to see how our fifth-round pick, Isaiah Coulter, turns out. But the guy's from, from Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. So I'm not really expecting much. Um, Ross, Bl- Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle out of TCU. Um, yeah, that's helpful. That helped the defense. That will be a great help to the defense, but that's not what we needed. We needed O-line. Um, and the only O-line that uh, Bill O'Brien decided to get was Charlie Heck out of UNC. That's actually a good pick. That's Matt a good pick. Brown's, yeah, I think it's a good pick. He, studying under the tutelage of Mac Brown can never hurt a guy. No, I, I uh, thought I thought I thought Charlie Heck was was a little underrated. Um, you know, coming out of North Carolina, I he was one guy that I thought mm, he could probably be taken in the fourth round or the third round. But where you guys took him like the fifth or something? Uh, we got him in the fourth with the twenty. Oh, in the fourth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he. In projections, he was going in like five or six. But yeah. I was like, he'd probably be a fourth rounder. He was. So, um, so, uh, how well? Yeah, and as you finish up your thought on that, run us down the Houston schedule real quick. So, so the Texans open with the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Then they go back to Houston and play the Ravens. Um, I mean, we know what Lamar Jackson's going to do. That's going to be hard. Y'all, were, y'all were talking about Big Ben. Well, the Texans in Week Three go on the road to Pittsburgh and play the Steelers. Uh, then they come back home, a two-game two, home, a two stretch with the Vikings and the Jags. Both of those, I think, are winnable. But, yeah. I mean, eh. Um, then they go on the road for the Titans. Uh, they come back to Houston for a date with the Packers. Uh, they got a road trip with games against uh, Jacksonville and then Cleveland in Cleveland. Um, so, <laughs> Tess Baker Mayfield. Um, yep. If J.J. Watt's healthy, that might be a difference maker. Um, against Baker Mayfield. It could be. Um, they did get good on offensive line, though. This is true. Uh, you got the uh, after the Browns game, you got the Patriots, which they're a toss-up this year. Um, yeah, on the road that's... is Detroit, which should be a win. Um, then home versus Indianapolis. They go to Soldier Field on December thirteenth to play the Bears. Yes. Yes. Then uh, on the road to Indy to play the Colts, mm-hmm. and then they finish the season. Against Joe Burrow and then the Titans. Titans are the last game of the year. And honestly, if this season kind of turns out how I think it will, that last game against Tennessee, that's going to decide who wins the AFC South. Because it's either going to be the Titans or the Texans, and it could really come down to the final day. I think that based on, what I, based on that and kind of based on what I was watching Thursday – their opening stretch of games is going to be very hard. They could easily – I think they could easily start with 0-3. Oh, yeah. I think they go 0-4. I think oh, they lose yeah, to the I mean, Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I think they lose to the Ravens. I think they lose at, at the Steelers. I think they lose to the Vikings. I think they – I think wow. the Vikes. Vikes at home is a winnable game. Um, and I think, I, I think, I think they could beat the Vikings at home, and I think it's a, it's a tie between them and the Steelers. But I think, I think if they escape out of that 2-2 two – two, they're in an okay position to try and salvage the season, but the, I, don't, I don't think they do anything better than three and one. 
Yeah, I agree. I really don't think they go anything no. better than three and one. And then from the sounds of it, you know, the middle part of that schedule towards the end of it kind of seemed more relaxed. Um, well, I part, don't know about that, man. Well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't consider, in my opinion, I wouldn't consider Detroit very competitive. I wouldn't consider no. – see, I don't think Cleveland's very competitive. Uh, I, I think Cleveland's a very competitive I think, team. I think Baker's going to prove himself this year. And I say, I say that because we haven't really seen much of that over the past. But that's also because Freddie Kitchens doesn't know what he's doing. Well, yeah, not only Freddie Kitchens, oh, but how many, they have been through so many coaches in the past so many seasons. It's, it's right. unbelievable. Who do you think? was just the offensive coordinator of, Kirk, of one of Kirk Cousins' best seasons as a quarterback, you know, at least winning-wise. So, I mean, if he was able to do what he did with Kirk and, and get them, you know, to – win or they didn't win the division but just yeah. just 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 to get as much as he's getting out of Kirk like I, I think with a better quarterback like Baker he'd be fine Cleveland the only thing I say about Cleveland is and based on what I've seen Cleveland is just one of those teams where you don't know what you're gonna get you just no of course not it's, it's always a toss-up but I yeah. think it, it realistically it's for the Texans I have them I think yeah, the Texans, I think they'll go eight and eight or if they win you know if they win their division they go nine and seven like I think I think at nine and seven they win the division Nine and seven is is what I have them as, and yeah. I have them winning the AF, I have them winning the AFC South. Um, yeah. Now and then, and then losing in right. So right now I have the Cleveland Browns schedule pulled up. Week one they play at Baltimore. Oh, loss. Yeah. They play week two in Cleveland against Cincinnati. That, okay, so now they're one and one. That's well, I don't know, they man. Play, I might have something. No. No. So they play the number one pick. This time they're gonna play the number two pick against Cleveland against the Redskins. That's so now they're two and one. Yeah. At Dallas. At Dallas. You know what? I'm gonna go three and one. Yeah, I'll I'll give them three and one. The Cowboys are not good. No, Back I don't know about against the Colts. Nope, they're five and one. Wait, are um, they at, at are they at Indianapolis? No, they're in Cleveland. No, they're at Cleveland. In Cleveland, yeah, they're five and one. At Pittsburgh. Okay, they lose. Five and two. At Cincinnati. That's a win. I'm going to say just because they're Cleveland, they lose. Yeah, five and three. It's a battle of the – Back in Cleveland against Las Vegas. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders. Back to Cleveland against the Texans. I think they beat beat the Texans. Oh, no, no, no. Deshaun Deshaun wins this matchup. I I think they beat the Texans, man. I I think – I don't know if the Texans – yeah, I think they beat the Texans. Home game versus the Eagles. They lose, they lose versus Philly. Philly comes out and does Philly things. Yeah. At Jacksonville. That's a win. I think, I think they lose because it's like it's, – it'd be a Cleveland thing to do. Yeah. I, think you guys are, I think people give – I don't mean to interrupt here, but I think this is, this is a valuable statement. I think people give Jacksonville too much credit. I don't think that they're – I just don't think they're a team to, like, go running after. No, they're ter- they're not good. Jacksonville's not good, but like they'll, they'll they're a team that is capable of beating the Browns. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. So, but, so now what? The Browns are we're at like what six and three right now? Yeah. Or no, seven and four. Seven and four, just about. Yeah. Yeah. So that we're at seven and four. At Tennessee. Lost. They lose seven and five. Against Baltimore. That's a loss. At home. At home. At Cleveland. Hey, they gave they well, gave Baltimore fits last year, so I I'll take Cleveland at home. Okay. Oh, eight eight and at six. New York Giants. They beat the Giants. So against nine. the Jets. And, oh, and then the, and then the Jets. And then the, at Steelers to close off the year. So, so, so go, Giants, Jets, Steelers. Yes. So the Giants, I had them, so they're at eight and five, and then they beat the 
the Jets to go to nine and five, and then it's at Steelers. Yes. Nine and six. Yeah, nine and six probably or no. So we're we're missing a game then. Yeah, I think I think that's I all think then. Count. So it's probably ten. It's either ten and six or uh, or nine and seven. Nine and seven. And, honestly, I I think, and, and based on based on their past couple seasons, I think. You know, most teams wouldn't be happy. I think nine and seven. I mean, nine and seven is not terrible for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think they go nine and seven. I think they go nine and seven. They finish second place in their division. Yeah. And I think between Baltimore winning their division, the Chiefs winning their division, mm-hmm. um, Bills, the Texans winning. winning their division at eight and eight, nine and seven, and then in the AFC East, the Bills. I think. I mean, yeah, they finish second. I mean, I don't. I think they finish with a better record than Denver. They finished with a better record than anyone in the AFC South at nine and seven, and they finished with a better record than anyone in the AFC East. So yeah, I think that, yeah they're a wild card team. I think I, I put them in the wild card. Yeah, I don't want to hand the Bills that division. I still think the Patriots are going to make it competitive. No um, way. They have, no way. You have Julian Edelman himself. No you way. Still have, it's you not have two guys. Who are the two guys that you still have in New England? You still have Belichick and you still have McDaniel. Okay, first of all, still I, Julian Edelman. I, I actually read today that what part of the reason that Brady left was yeah, because was of his quote yeah. deteriorating relationship with Josh McDaniels. I thought it was. I thought he was fed up. He was fed up because McDaniel's. It was. It was. You know, let's push the ball down the field. That's what Brady wanted to do. He wanted to get it. He wanted to start throwing it again, and yeah. they really limited it. They were like, "Oh, we're going to play it conservative," yeah. because they had no one. If you're going to tell me that Brady, the greatest quarterback in the in the history of football, who has been successful year after year with Julian Edelman at wide receiver, just came out this year. I mean, mind you, Julian did get busted for the PEDs. He yeah. came out this year, sucked with Edelman. They they didn't have Chris Hogan. They didn't have – they sucked with that. They brought in Sanu. He wasn't good. Philip Dorsett was, wasn't good when he was healthy. They had no – Yeah, Antonio end. Brown briefly. Yeah, they, they had Antonio Brown, and they decided well, Cole, to come on, Cole, come on. Briefly, are you kidding me? Briefly, they didn't have him briefly. They had him for like they had him for one uh, week. It felt like and he caught minutes. a touchdown. They had him for one week, and he but caught it, a touchdown. Anyway, I think that New England will still be competitive. I want to move no, on and talk about. I think you're giving New England shaking, too much I know Turner's shaking his head, but you're giving New England too much credit. That's Maybe I am, but you know, it's 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 New England, the New England style of football. Patriots are Jared Stidham. As their starting quarterback. Hey, all I will say is we will see. But let's talk about the Windy City for a little bit. Um, let's talk about Chicago. There's a lot to talk Chicago, about there. A lot to um, unpack. Because There's think, a lot to unpack. And I'm going to let our two Chicago guys talk about it for a little bit. But so, I think that, you know, we hmm. talked about Cleveland being this team that, you know, they, they've sucked for so long. Chicago is almost in the same position. They haven't yeah, been very yeah. good in a long time either. And their coaches. Well, in 2018, they did win the division. And then and, and off of Cody like, Parkey's double doink, they haven't been able to recover from it. They, like forever ago. Away from, they were inches away from making a deep run. Like, in other words, what I'm saying is when you. Don't get, that, when, don't get that twisted. They were, they were close. When you hear NFC, you don't hear Chicago. You don't hear them. Like, that's not a team that you think. That's not a team that I think of in the NFC. I can tell you that. No. It, uh, it I mean, that's just because you're in the same on. division as the Packers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, who's you know they and you know I don't know what's going to happen with Love and Rogers and how that relationship's going to be uh, handled. I hope um, it's terrible. But let me. I, wanna, I think I wanna, it is going to be terrible. I want to hear your guys' opinions on Chicago because I know you guys love the Bears. I know, and you guys have all the right to. Um, so what 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 are you guys expecting out of Chicago? 
So Turn, I'll let you start. Okay. Um, first of all, Matt Miller of Bleacher Report predicted that the Bears would finish 31st in the league this year. And I just want to say Matt Miller is a giant idiot. And I think that is, that is wrong on so many different levels. Um, the Bears are, again, once again, they will be carried by their defense, which general manager Ryan Pace knew that the defense was going to have to carry this team. So he went out and made them a lot better. They go after Robert Quinn. You add legitimate pass rush to an already scary front seven. Um, I think bringing Danny Trevathan back is veteran leadership. He's a great athlete. Um, he, he's exactly what the Bears want. Roquan Smith is set to have a, another solid season. Um, I think you, the, using a second-round pick on Jalen Johnson out of Utah was a great idea. I think the defense is going to be a top-five unit in the league, and they're going to the, force more turnovers this year because they're going to get more pressure. But aside from that, offensively, um, I think Allen Robinson's going to be the go-to guy for the offense. Um, I think with a completely different set of coordinators, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator, they have a new offensive line coach to fit the scheme better. I think the offensive line will improve, um, not dramatically, but I think they'll be um, right about midway. They'll be like, you know, halfway in the league. Um, and, the, and if they're average and the Bears can somewhat run the ball, I think that takes a lot of pressure off the defense. And I think, you know, with Nick Foles back there, because he'll clearly start, I think he's a better serviceable quarterback. And I think that he'll execute plays, he'll make throws. I think the Bears could win 10 games. The interesting thing about Nick Foles, bring on Nick Foles, of course, Trubisky, of course. There's a lot to talk about with Trubisky. The Bears just declined Trubisky's fifth-year option, which means if Trubisky does not ball out, he's a free agent. He's out of Chicago. Yeah, and that's assuming that he, one, wins the starting job over Nick Foles, and then because of winning the starting job, for some reason goes out and throws 4,000 yards, 30-something touchdowns, less than 15 interceptions, and, and wins them 10 games and, and a playoff game. And that's just not going to happen. Trubisky is just – we ha- I, we, and anybody could say this who watches football and watches the Bears. He yeah. just he, – he is not – he is not no. a great quarterback. And he's really – he's not a starting quarterback in my opinion. He's, he's really a backup quarterback. And uh, you know what? He could, he could be a very idea. good – he could be a very good serviceable NFL backup coming off – like I think he could be better than Chase Daniel as a backup saying, hey, come off the bench, you know, He's talent. He's got a great arm. He, he's yeah. talented physically. He can run. He's a great runner. I think yeah. that it's just like, hey, he could come off the bench and just, you know, scramble around and make some plays on your feet and then hope for the best. I think when you compare two guys, too, and I see this, and I don't know if you guys see the same comparison, but I think when you compare Trubisky to another player in the league who has struggled mm-hmm. and is a good backup option, Cam Newton comes to mind um, as far That's as – what they what they bring to the table because I don't think but and I almost even maybe would throw Jameis Winston in that category. Wow. I, I, say, I you know I'm not gonna lie. I have never once ever thought that I would be putting Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Mitchell Trubisky in the same category of quarterback. But I think that they all are in the same ballpark of uh, just 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 talent. Um, am I oh, so just like physical talent of the game? Yeah, yeah. Like not, not saying they're like like yes, they are talented and they are good. Yeah, physical talents, but like they just don't have it. Up yeah, here oh, absolutely. To process the defense and to 
and to read coverages. They can't take it past that basic level of being a physical quarterback. They're, yep. They can't be that mental quarterback. And I think the one I thing mean, that all three of those guys do is they like to throw it to the other team. Um, if we're going to talk about – Trubisky actually Kim, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. If we're going to talk about Cam Newton a little bit, this may be – you guys may not agree with this opinion, but back in 2016 when Cam Newton won MVP and he led the Panthers all with the Super Bowl, if yeah. he was focused, I would imagine the Panthers would have won the Super Bowl and made it way more competitive if right, he was maybe. more focused. That, that could be – that could be – yeah, I could see that. I mean, like, all I, you, I, I, I actually thought the ball. All he had to do was fall on the ball, and he, and he refused to fall on the ball. Yeah, that's that's true. But um, to, to finish up with this with the Bears' schedule, I'll run through it very fast, and I'll just give you guys what I, how I think they'll get to 10-6. and six. Um, They open up on the road against the Lions, and the Bears have, have beat the Lions pretty decent since Matt Nagy's been there. They haven't lost. So I think the Bears open up 1-0 on the road. Um, they come home against the Giants and Daniel Jones. I think they beat the Giants up pretty bad. They're 2-0 on the road against the Falcons. Um, Todd Gurley will be there. He'll be healthy, but I don't think yeah. the Falcons' offensive line is that good. I don't think, you know, outside of Julio Jones, they don't have a tight end, and I think the Bears' defense is going to do a decent enough job of containing Julio that the Bears will – the defense will get after Matt Ryan. So that's I think that's 3-0. and Um and then, and then they come up against the Colts at home, and I think they beat the Colts, and they start 4-0. But then I personally think they – so I know you're going through your predictions, but I personally think the Colts is a toss if I have them losing to the Colts. You think they lose to the Indianapolis Colts at home? I personally do, yes. I, I mean, hmm. hmm. Uh, okay, so let's – I'll throw in a loss in there. I, I think they lose to the Falcons on the road, but they beat the Colts at home to go to 4-1. I would agree with that. That I think that's I think that's more or three and one. Excuse there's me. There's a there's a good chance that the Bears start four and up. I I think uh, there is. They could I start four and zero, but I'll give them three and one with a loss to the Falcons. Yeah, I think I think if you have to give them a loss, it's going to be in Atlanta to the Falcons. But other than that, you're going to get a four and zero Bears team. But then that Buccaneers game, mm-hmm. that's 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 a that's a toss up because you're at home, right in Chicago, and. Historically, the Buccaneers have been pretty bad against the Bears in, in the Windy City. But historically, but, the Bucks have not have Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah. So now you're – and Brady, his career against the Bears, he hasn't lost. So I think it's, a, it's going to be a close game. I think the defense keeps the Bears in the game. And I think that if it's going to come down to either Nick Foles having to make a big play late in the game and it'll win the game for the Bears, or I think Brady – somehow gets a turnover and, and, and marches down the field with two minutes left with that offense that he's got. So I'll give, I'll give the Buccaneers the win. So the bears are three and two. I think the bears go to four and two on the road against the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers are really that good. Um, I think they're in the developing stages. Yeah. The bears and the Rams have had some very interesting games last two years that they've played, but I think that, with the Bears actually having Nick Foles at quarterback, I think the Bears beat the Rams and moved to five and two. Plus, when you have the Rams who lost Todd Gurley, they lost Brandon Cooks, Jared Goff is yeah. overpaid. There's yes. a lot of problems going on with the Rams right now. Oh, Jared oh, he's Goff overpaid. is not overpaid. Adam, really? Adam. Oh yeah, he signed a hundred million something dollar extension before last season, and and like that was just for for Goff. That's a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. So. Bears then play the Saints at home. I'll give the Bears a loss there to go to five and three. 
They go to the Titans on the road. I'll go five and four because I think the Titans are a good team. They're a playoff team. I think they're good at running the ball. And I think that any team that runs the ball against a good defense is a good recipe for success. Yep. Bears come back home, beat the Vikings six and, and, that, and that's, that's six and four. Um, I think the Bears lose to the Packers on the road to go to six and five. They have home games against the Lions, the Texans. I think they go back-to-back wins there. So now they're yep. eight and five. Yep. Um, I think they beat the Vikings on the road because no. they, they're very good against the Vikings. Um, okay. they, beat, they beat the Vikings on the road last year. Uh, you know, they, they, they just beat the Vikings. I think they beat the Jaguars on the road late. And late you know, it's not too hot in Jacksonville. And I think by that time, Jacksonville has just given up. And then, um, and then I have the Bears winning uh, against the Packers um, uh, at home. And I actually think, you know, that's 11-5. and five. But I think you could – realistically, you could throw in a loss against uh, the Vikings on the road or the Texans at home. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I'll tell you this. If the Bears finish with 11 wins, that's a good season. No, I so, think that's a great season. And I think that wins them the division or, or puts them in a very close contention for first place. I think – Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they win the division just because I think the Packers either go 12-4 and 13-3. and three. But I think going 11 wins in the NFC could maybe bid them a wild card spot. Uh, yeah, I think so. And like, and again, I give a lot of the credit to the Bears winning these games because of how dominant their defense is going to be. So you're not giving you know? so no offensive credit, but more defensive credit. I mean, I give the offensive credit. Like, like defensively, you know, the Bears are going to come out and dominate the Lions, the Giants. Yeah. They're going to dominate. Pan- you know, they're going to dominate the Panthers. They're going to dominate um, the the Lions again. I think they're going to dominate the Jaguars defensively. And I think even even defensively, I think the Bears do a great job against the Vikings. I think the Bears defense does a great job against the Packers. You know, I think the defense does a very good job. I think the defense will only struggle really against, you know, the the Saints, the Titans, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. I think the Colts, they'll be able to play defensively well. I think the Falcons, they might struggle with because of Julio. Um, but, I mean, I, the defense is going to be what's the, their main driving force. But then you look at those other teams' defenses. I think the Lions' defense sucks. I think the Giants' defense is bad. The Falcons can't stop anyone. The Colts aren't stopping anyone. I mean, they have a defensive line that's nice, but their secondary is weak. The Buccaneers' defense isn't that great. Panthers' defense has a lot of draft picks on it, so I'll give them some credit. Rams' defense is good. Saints' defense is good. Titans' defense is good. Vikings' defense is good. Packers' defense is decent. Um, Lions' defense sucks. Texans' defense is actually average. And then the Vikings. If JJ you know, Watt stays healthy, if JJ Watt, yeah, if JJ Watt is healthy, it's a good defense. But I think it, hypothetically, in December, JJ Watt's probably not playing. Yeah, if, if if you know, if everything goes how it usually does, by week five, JJ's not playing. Exactly. So All right. then you go to the Vikings, decent Jaguars. They've rolled over and died, and then the Packers again. So I think offensively, they're they're going to dominate, not dominate, but they'll put up some points against some bad defenses. But most of the time, it'll be winning by a touchdown. So now that we've broken this down, and I love all of that. Let's, let's do this to kind of wrap things up. Yeah. Um, I want you guys to each get moved. This is how we're going to we'll finalize this, this NFL deal. And I think this is the best way to do it because I think we're going to each have some different opinions on it. So I want each okay. of you guys to give me two final teams. I want you guys to give me your AFC championship, your NFC championship, and then your Super Bowl matchup and your winner. And we're gonna we'll, we'll go around the clock if you guys you know kind of have a rough idea of what you guys think could potentially happen with what we know and with what we talked about. 
So I'm going to start with Kyle, then we'll go with Cole, and then we'll finish up with Turner, and then I All can right. finish it up. Okay. All right. So my AFC championship is going to look pretty, uh, pretty familiar. <laughs> I've got the Ravens, and I've got the Chiefs meeting in the AFC championship. But I do have the Ravens winning this match. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson has a bone to pick. I think the entire Ravens squad saw how close they got and blew it. And I think they're going to come out like a house of fire, ready to prove something. Now for the NFC, I have got the Saints and the Niners. The Niners just look so good up until that back half of the Super Bowl. right? Yeah. They looked so just consistently good the entire season. Yeah. Um, Kind of flew under the radar for a little bit until the end, but when you know when people started paying attention, San Francisco turned it on. My only uh, my only contender for them is maybe the Seahawks. Um, yeah. But I, but I think that the Niners and the Saints meet in the NFC Championship. Now, what I said about Drew Brees earlier, I stand by. He is looking to prove it this year, and if this year is, I think this is last year, frankly. This is Super Bowl um, or bust. This is this is yeah. This is Super Bowl or bust. And knowing Drew Brees and knowing how darn unlucky the Saints have been, they freaking deserve it. <laughs> so I think it's going to be Saints Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I give it to New Orleans. Okay. Very <laughs> interesting. So I have some similarities with Kyle, and I have some differences. So the AFC, I have the exact same matchup for the championship. I have between the Chiefs and Ravens, but I think the Chiefs are going to come on top against the Ravens. Just based on what happened last year, the Chiefs came back against the Texans. They came back against the Titans. They came back in the fourth quarter against the 49ers. They're bringing pretty much everybody back. So I don't have a question. I don't have a reason to question the Chiefs again. So the Chiefs and the AFC in the Super Bowl. And the NFC, I'm between the Seahawks and the 49ers. I think the Seahawks beat the 49ers in the NFC. So it's a Super Bowl of Chiefs, Seahawks, and I think the Chiefs repeat. Okay. Wow. Which one of those is the wild card between the between the uh, what um, the the Seahawks probably the wild card Niners and Seahawks I would think I would think Seahawks are wild card yeah um okay. all right well uh, do I do I do this as an analyst or do I do this as a fan I you know for the sake of because we're we're just doing a podcast and we're just having fun you give me whatever you want ooh okay well then I'm gonna go AFC I'm gonna go between. The Chiefs and the Bills. Ooh, Buffalo. And I think and I think that it's a close one, but I think the Chiefs edge out the Bills. Um, I, I, I love the Bills defense. I'm I'm really a fan of that that defense, and I think this is a big year for Josh Allen. I'd like to see Stefan Diggs actually give him, you know, some open guys to throw to down the field. And uh, hopefully that works out. Um and then in the NFC, I think it's between hmm. I think it's between the Niners and the Bears. And I think the the Niners win and then it's Niners Chiefs once again. And I think I think in a second round, I think the Chiefs will lose and I think the Niners win. Okay. So you've got a Niners Super Bowl and I call was blushing that whole time when you said the Bears in the NFC championship. I I, I was I was I just threw me in for a loophole a bit. 
I'm hopeful with the Bears. I, I, I think their defense is, again, elite, top yep. five unit in this league. They're going to force a lot of turnovers. They're going to put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Yeah. And um, I think I – I just don't think their offense is good enough to win them a Super Bowl. I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. But, yeah, I think it's Niners-Chiefs once again. But I think the yeah. Niners come out and they, and they win. I think they play, play a much better game than they did. Okay. That's very interesting that you pick. That's very interesting that you pick the Niners Chiefs in the Super Bowl because I was looking at the recent like Super Bowl history. There has not been like a repeat of two teams meeting in back to back Super Bowls yeah. in a long, long time. I could I could see it happening though. Like I know it's a very rare occurrence, but I think that with the Chiefs, knowing the Saints, they always get screwed over somehow, and I just think that keeps happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that. They also have a history of choking. Um, and I think that they'll find a way to once again choke or have something go horribly wrong against them. And I think that they'll lose. And, it, and maybe it's against the Bears. You never know. It would just, it would just add on to the fire. Yeah. Um, but, then, but I still think the Niners team, with the way that they run the football and how good they are, with, and then they just added um, – you know, they traded got Marquise Goodwin away or – or Godwin or yeah they, tr- they traded someone away to the Eagles um but I, I think that Garoppolo takes a step I think that Garoppolo takes takes one step further and I think that looking back Garoppolo completes that that pass late in the game where he missed yeah. deep I think he completes it he gets another chance well and I think the other thing you have to keep in mind with that season that really really changed things was on the one yard line that game was determined and they gave the Niners the dub that was a big one you remember the Niners Seahawks game I do um, remember that and then to wrap things up, I'm going to go, of course, I'm going to go Chiefs uh, and Steelers. Wow. I'm going to put Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship. Um, and then on the NFC side, I like San Francisco again. Um, yeah, and I think Seattle's too tough. I think that Russell Wilson's always a quarterback that you can rely on. As long as they've got Pete Carroll, they're going to be good. Um, yeah. I just think that Russell's got – I think Russell can do more with the ball now than Drew can. Um, and I think he's wow. – I think he's more – he's a better runner. Um, not a better, Not a better thrower. Uh, I, I could make an argument. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just think – I think Russell's got a – I think he's got quicker legs. Um, yeah, definitely he, he's, quicker legs. He's younger. Uh, he hasn't been beaten as much um, as far as on the field. Um, I don't know what his real life looks like. Hopefully not at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, on the show – so I like, I like uh, Niners and Seahawks. And then, yeah, I think it's going to be Chiefs-Niners again. Um, and I do, I do agree, and I've got. I'm going to go against my own will here. I think the Niners will have what it takes to pull through. Um, yeah, they've learned, they've been there before. They're going to be. If if it even shakes up this way, these four teams might not even be in the damn thing. Uh, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good projection. I really, I really like Garoppolo. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, they've got a lot of talent. Um, they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, which was unfortunate. Uh, but you know, Shane Shanahan's great coach. Um, do what? Didn't they draft a receiver? Um, yeah. Yes. They, they, they drafted Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. That's oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, okay. I like, right. But anyway, I I like the Niners in the in the in the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, let's uh let's call this a day. Thanks for joining us. Before we can sign off, I will say, I do like the Bills pick. Turner, thank you, thank you. I think the Bills are one of the most underrated teams in the NFL right now. I can't wait to see how they do. Oh, I, do I, 
I think they get super hot. Like I think their defense has always been good, but for, I, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna have like a 2018 like Bears defensive explosion where it's just like turnover after turnover. They're gonna they're gonna score on defense a lot. They're going to get to the quarterback plenty of times. They're going to be great against the run. I think they're just going to be tough to score on. They're going to, they're going to lead. I think they might lead the league in points against. As defensively. Could. One more thing. As this is going to be probably, this is probably going to be one of our last shows before the summer, of course, and then we'll jump back into the fall. Turner, great to have you on, though, two times in a row. Really, not in a row, but, you know, in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, no, I love it. Everything medically is going well. I wish you yep. all the best of PT, as that's probably going to start here in the next – couple of weeks i would assume yeah pt um, starts this so, yeah, actually tomorrow just like i said so fin- finish strong and we will see you guys uh back in the fall Absolutely. yeah well, thanks for having me on guys that'll do it for triple threat brought to you by sickle and dryer law firm here uh thanks for joining us once again and uh we'll talk to you again when we talk to you again and uh check our twitter and uh that'll that'll be where you find when next we decide to go on the air. So thanks for joining us and bye-bye.